0: Well, if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Matthew chapter 1 as we read this portion of scripture here. Matthew chapter 1, and if you are able to, would you stand, please? We'll be reading verse 1 and then skipping to verse 16 uh, to 25. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah a descendant of David and of Abraham. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. All those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity and privilege of being in your house to worship you. And Father, this morning we pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you. May your Holy Spirit indeed speak to us, God, and help us to respond obediently. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 1 immediately opens with a list of the ancestors of Jesus. And in different places in the Bible, we see genealogies listed. Now, if you're like me, normally you would just skip over those long lists of names, right? A lot of them we can't even pronounce and we've never heard of. And so normally that's what I've tended to do, just bypass them as if they weren't there or weren't important. But it was interesting reading the Bible commentator. This is what the Bible commentator writes about those names. A person's family line proved his or her standing as one of God's chosen people. Matthew began by showing that Jesus was a descendant of Abraham, the father of all Jews, and a direct descendant of David, fulfilling Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah's line. The facts of this ancestry were carefully preserved. This is the first of many proofs recorded by Matthew that shows that Jesus is the true Messiah. So this record that we're giving serves a purpose. It shows us the lineage. It shows us the ancestors. It shows us those who were before Jesus. And when we consider all of the individuals that are listed down the line from Abraham right down now to Joseph in this time story here, it's incredible to think of all of the generations and all of the people who were before Jesus who made way and who paved the way for him. Now, we we cannot dismiss and forget that Jesus was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in a miraculous way. But the truth still remains that all of those individuals listed those generations before helped to pave the way for Jesus to be there at that point in time. You see, as we reflect on our own journeys as individuals, it's important to remember that we didn't get here alone, that there are generations and generations behind us who helped to pave and make way for us to be here today. And it is important for us not to forget where we've come from And who helped us get there. Don't forget where you've come from and who helped you to get there. Who helped you to get here in this spot today. Where you are in your life. Many times we forget to thank people. We forget to repay their kindness. We forget to continue to appreciate what people have done. And I'm sure that you've probably experienced that at times in your own life where you've gone out of your way for someone or you've gone out of your way for people and it seems as if they don't even remember who you are anymore, right? It is important for us to be grateful, to be thankful for the things that people have done for us, for the sacrifices that they have made, for the things that they have helped us to do. Don't forget about the people who have helped you in your life, whether that is family, friends, whether it's your neighbors, your coworkers, your fellow church family, your schoolmates, whoever it may be, Don't forget about those people who had an impact in your life, who helped you to get where you are today. And for me personally, as I reflect on that, I am so grateful for you as a church family who has supported and encouraged and helped me to grow as an individual. I'm so grateful to my family and my parents especially who have sacrificed for years to help me to get to where I am today. I am so grateful and it's important for us to remember. Children, whether you're young or old, don't forget the sacrifice of your parents. Don't forget the sacrifice that they have made. Be grateful and thankful and when you are able to help and not necessarily repay them but to do for them also, do as much as you can because they have helped you to get there. Don't forget the kindness of your employer or company who has given you a job. Many times we complain about having a job or the kind of job we have or where we work but the fact is... That you have a job, and we need to be grateful for that. Don't forget about the church who has been there for you. Don't forget about your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. If you can just turn down the the monitors there, don't forget about the pastors who have ministered to you. who have prayed for you, who have visited you in hospital, who has been there for when your family has gone through a difficult time. My friends, it's so easy for us to forget people who have helped us to get where we are, people who have sacrificed and gone out of our way. May we reflect on that kindness and appreciate it to show our appreciation. May we not forget the country, the nation, the village, the people, People that we have come from may we remember them as well amen. the bottom line is that there are many individuals who have sacrificed over the years for us in different ways and it is important that we remember not to forget them not to forget their kindness and to also pass on that kindness and that to other people as well amen amen, amen. When we get into the narrative of how Jesus was born, we read that Mary and Joseph were engaged to be married. Now, because they weren't married yet, Mary was still a virgin and God chose her to be the one to become pregnant and give birth to Jesus. Now, of course, with this knowledge came a lot of questions for me as I was studying this passage once again. And I thought to myself, why didn't God just wait until she was married? Right? Everything would have just been a little easier for her in terms of the stress, having to explain to her parents and family, Joseph. Like, it just would have been easier, right? And I asked myself, why didn't God wait? Well, There are many obvious reasons that come to mind. Of course, by help making her pregnant while she was still a virgin, we could not dispute the miraculous conception by the Holy Spirit and the power and ability that God has to do the impossible. But another thing that I thought of was the fact that because Mary was a virgin, she was untouched. She was clean and she was pure and she was a willing vessel. And so it's important for us to ask ourselves, are we a clean vessel that God can use? Are we a clean vessel that God is able to use for his purpose and for his plans? And that is point number two today, keep your life pure and holy to be a vessel that God can use. Amen. Keep yourself pure and holy that God is able to use your life for his purpose, for his will. Now, how many of you have a favorite glass or mug at home that you like to drink from? Anyone have a favorite one? All right. So here's another question. Time for confession. Okay. How many of you if you were to drink something and you finish it and you want another drink, would use a new glass. Like, you have to use a new glass to, to drink something else if you're using a different drink. All right, Bobita, yeah, that's OK. OK, Cindy, OK. So, so some of you, how many of you would just use the same glass? OK, is, is that just because you don't want to wash an extra glass? Yeah, OK, yeah. So I used to always be like that clean glass until I had to start washing dishes. And now it's like, you can use my plate. You can, you know, let's just share this, right? So less dishes. So when you think of using the glass, it's not a bad thing to reuse the the same glass that you have. But the problem is, depending on the kind of drink that you're having, is when you put the new drink in, sometimes there's a little bit of the old drink left. You ever had that problem? And so it kind of distorts the taste a little bit. It can distort the color, but mainly the taste. And so you get a a distorted taste and not the, the true authentic taste of the drink that you're having. You see, our lives, like the glass, must be clean in order for us to truly, fully serve God's purposes. When we come to God, we're almost like a dirty glass with all of the, the different things of this world attached to us, and when we pour Uh, When we ask God to pour into us, to pour into our glass, if we're not using a clean glass, if we're not clean and renewed and a new vessel, then we're still getting the taste of the former things. We're still getting the distortion from the things of this world. And so when we come to God, we need to ask him not only to clean us and wash us, but to give us a new glass, to make us a clean vessel that he can use, a vessel that is untouched, and a vessel that he can use for his purposes and for his um, will to be done. The songwriter says, Lord, prepare me. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. May we strive to be clean vessels. So, how can we be? a clean vessel? Well, first we need to repent of our sins and ask God to truly forgive us. We need to stop the sinful behaviors that we have engaged in in the past. We need to ask God to help make us new. We need to ask God to keep us from evil. We need to pray that God would remove the stumbling blocks and the strongholds in our life that are keeping us in sin. We need to fill our hearts and our minds with God's word and we need to be careful with what we do where we go the kind of things that we partake in because all of those things dirty our glass all of those things taint and distort the taste that God has for us and so my friends keep your life pure and holy to be a clean vessel that God can use Mary was a physical clean vessel, but she was also spiritually clean, being able to be used by God. So after God chose her, she had the difficult task of now breaking the news to Joseph, her fiancé, to Joseph. Now, obviously, he was shocked and confused about what he should do, right? Joseph was surprised And he was confused because he, according to what he knows, how a woman gets pregnant is different than what Mary was now telling him, right? And so there was a lot of confusion for him. And so, you know, I ask myself as well, there are many times in life where we are, or I am even, confused about what is it that God wants from me? What is it that God wants me to do? Have you ever felt that? That that uncertainty or that confusion of, God, make it clear to me. God, just tell me. God, help me to understand what it is that you want me to do. And I'm sure Joseph was feeling like that, confused and unsure and wanting that certainty. Well, it's interesting that an angel appears to Joseph in a dream and he confirms to him, what Mary told him and what he should do. You see, the Lord will give us confirmation about what he wants us to do. The Lord will give us confirmation. You see, when God asks us to do something or he calls us to something specific, when we are listening and watching and observing and seeking him, he will often give us confirmations in different ways to confirm and to affirm what it is that he wants from us. But we need to be willing to look and we need to be observant to watch because we can miss those signs. We can miss those opportunities to look. When I felt the Lord starting to call me into ministry, I thought I must be hearing wrong because this is not for me, right? My idea of a pastor was Pastor Nick, and, and I don't look like that. So I was like, God, you know, I don't know if I got this message mixed up here. And so I started to pray, God, if this is what you want from me, confirm it and confirm it again and then confirm that again right and 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 he did over and over again and I still ask him to keep confirming because God if this is what you still want me to do you continue to tell me and when we seek God for confirmation he gives it to us in different ways whatever it is God may be laying on your heart to do or asking you to do or leading you to do, know that he will confirm it, that he will help to make clear what it is for you. We need to consider those things. Here's something else. We also need to, when we are doing something or wanting to do something, we also can't ignore and be ignorant to some roadblocks that come into the way. Because there are times where God will put a block in our way, where God won't allow something that we're pushing for, that we're forcing to happen because he knows that's not what we need or he knows that's not going to be good for us. And so sometimes we need to be careful and we need to pray, God, if this is a roadblock from you, help me not to push any longer. Because we may be trying to force something to happen that God is trying to save us from. That God is trying to protect us from. And so we also can't ignore those signs as well. So Mary was chosen for this important task. She was chosen to be the one to carry baby Jesus. And although she was the one who was chosen, she wasn't the only one involved in this. Although she was the one who was chosen to carry the child, look at what the angel says to Joseph in verse 21. And she, that is Mary, will have a son, and you, that is Joseph, are to name him Jesus. You see, God wanted Joseph to be involved in what he was doing God wanted Joseph to have a part in this miraculous event that was taking place. And in the same way, God wants you to have a part in what he's doing. God wants us to play a part, to have a role in the things that he is doing in our lives, in the people around us, in our country, in our community. He has a part for you to play. He has a role for you to fulfill. Sometimes we ask ourselves, God, you know, am I serving a purpose? Is there there anything good that I'm doing to contribute to your kingdom? We have to remember that it is not just the huge tasks or the huge assignments or the, the, the ability or privileges to stand up in front of people that matter. The tasks that often make the most impacts are the ones that are not seen. The ones that people aren't told about. The things that people do behind the scenes and get no credit for. God has a role for you to play in his kingdom. He has a part for you as the body of Christ We all operate differently because we all have a different role to play. The head has a different role than the hand. The hand has a different role than the foot. The foot has a different skill than the knee. You see, we are all needed to come together. And God has a role for you as well. God wants you to have a part. He wants you to have a part and maybe that part for you is simply serving in a ministry. Maybe the part that God wants you to be involved in and He wants you to fulfill is volunteering your time and volunteering and serving in a ministry in our church. Maybe that is helping and supporting and praying for our missionaries around the world. Maybe the part that He wants you to play is not necessarily to go and live in Africa or to go and live in the Middle East, but it is to support and to pray and encourage the missionaries who are already there, who are working on the grounds there. Maybe the role that God has is for you to simply be the best mother or father that you can be to your son or daughter. Maybe that's the role to raise them, to pray for them, to lead them and encourage them on the right path. Maybe the role that God wants for you, and I believe he wants for all of us, is for you to tell others about Jesus to talk to your family, to talk to your friends. The people that you interact with on a daily basis are different than the people that I interact with and vice versa. And so God wants us to have a part in where we are right now. Listen to this beautiful story. A nurse named Vilma Wong had been working in the neonatal intensive care unit at a children's hospital in California, or often known as NICU, okay? The neonatal intensive care. She had been working there for over 30 years. One day during her shift, a new doctor walked in that she hadn't met before. The doctor came in and began chatting with her. When she looked at his name, she thought it seemed a bit familiar. And to her surprise, she learned that it was. It was a familiar name. You see, the doctor who was new and had just came and introduced himself to her was born a premature baby at 29 weeks old. He was born in that same hospital weighing just slightly over two pounds. The doctor recognized Vilma from a picture that he had kept of a nurse who took care of him as a premature baby 28 years ago. Vilma played an important part in the doctor's life simply from doing what she did best, her job and caring for the babies around her. You see, my friends, like Vilma, we have the opportunity to play a significant role in the lives of others. And sometimes we don't realize how significant that role is until years down the road. And maybe sometimes we never really find out. But our responsibility is to do our best. Pastor Nick talked about last Sunday how he was so grateful to his Sunday school teachers, to those who taught him, and thank you to those of you who have served as Sunday school teachers, who have served and who are serving as caravan leaders, who have helped and driven our youth and our preteens and who have led those programs because you are investing in something that you don't understand how impactful it will be one day. Thank you for your ministry. Don't miss out on what God wants to do in your life, on the part that he wants you to have in what he's doing in our world, no matter how big or how small it may be. So after Joseph had this dream and the angels spoke to him, verse 24 tells us, when Joseph woke up, He did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary as his wife. In other words, Joseph, when he woke up, immediately took action. He knew what he needed to do, and he went out and he did it. Now, how many of you like to do things immediately, right away, as soon as you know that they need to be done? Anybody? Sometimes, some. How, how many of you would often procrastinate and, and put it, I'll get around to it, I'll, I'll do it eventually. Anybody like that? Yeah, if, if we're honest sometimes, right? I, I'm kind of like in the middle, right? There are certain things, if I want them done right away, which usually is the case, It gets done right away, right? And then there are other things where it's like, I'll get around to it, right? Eventually, it's not as important. It's not as a big deal or exciting. You see, Joseph took action immediately. He took action and he did what he needed to do right away. This is a reminder for us to decide to take action on something you've been delaying or putting off. Decide to take action. Decide to finally do what it is that you've been delaying or putting off. Maybe that could be calling, texting, or visiting someone. Someone that you've been, you know, I'm going to get around to it. I've been thinking about that person. I need to contact them. Maybe you've been putting it off. This is the time for you to take action and to actually do it. Maybe you've been delaying or putting off having a serious conversation with someone about something. Something that you need to talk to them about. Don't keep putting it off. Do it. Do Get it done if you can do it right away. Maybe you've been putting off doing some home repairs or renovations, right? Maybe that light bulb just you know needs to be changed (laughs) or you know that that picture needs to be put up maybe this will inspire you to just go and get it done maybe you've been delaying or putting off getting that paperwork done or maybe you've been delaying and putting off making a will and getting your affairs in order Maybe you've been delaying or putting off planning for the future or getting around to sorting through those bills that have been overdue for a while. Maybe you've been delaying or putting off cleaning out that closet or that room or that pile that has just continued to accumulate. Uh, Am I convicting anyone? Okay. Maybe you've been putting off eating better or going back to school, finishing that degree. Maybe you've been putting off setting some time aside to organize yourself or your life or your home or work or whatever it may be. My friends, there are so many things in this world and in our life that we often tend to put off and to delay. And there are certain things that, yes, can be put off and don't need to be done immediately, but we need to make sure that we get around to it, especially when it comes to important things that we shouldn't wait for. And I believe that some of you today have also been putting off and delaying, making that decision to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And it is that most important decision that we have to make as individuals because we don't know if we're going to have tomorrow. And it is important that we do no longer put that off, but we take action and we decide to deal with it. We decide to make that step. We decide to fully commit to Jesus because we don't know what tomorrow holds Today can be that day where you decide, I'm going to take action. Like Joseph took action immediately, I'm going to make that decision. And this Christmas, may we strive indeed to learn many different lessons that we can from Mary and Joseph. Don't forget where you've come from and who helped you get there. Keep your life pure and holy so that you can be a clean vessel that God can use The Lord will give you confirmation about what he wants you to do. Remember that God wants you to play a role and play a part in what he's doing and decide to take action on something you've been delaying or putting off. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that, God, there are so many practical lessons that we can learn from this passage of Scripture. And I pray, Lord, for my brothers and sisters that you would continue to move and to speak and to have your way. And for some, it may be different things that are going on in their life that they need you, Lord, to give confirmation and clarity for. Lord, I pray that you would help them to to see and to know that they serve a bigger purpose than just the mundane tasks they do day to day, but that, Lord, it works together to serve a purpose in your kingdom. And Father, I pray that you would inspire each one of us to no longer delay and put off some of the things that we've been putting off, especially those important and crucial things. And Father, I pray that if there are those here today in person watching online who have been putting off and delaying making that decision to fully surrender their lives to you, that today would be the day that they finally say, Lord, I surrender all. And so, God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, to hear your word, and to worship you. May you bless your people, and may you continue to help us in this Advent and Christmas season to focus on you. And we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.